This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. I was talking off air with uh, our, our last guest, Jeff May. He wants to go to Baja with his son in uh, February, so. That'd be kind of cool. It would be cool. Uh, I don't think he can keep up on the tequila side of the bar, but uh, <laughs> he'd be, I'm sure, plenty fast on a bike. I'll show him how to ride a wheelie down a beach. Who do you think can ride a wheelie better down the beach, me or Jeff May? I would go with you I'm on that Jeff, one. Jeff I'm, May. No, I'm going with Tony Jeff on May. that one. I've, I've ridden seen, with Jeff, yeah. and he's fast, I've no seen, doubt. I've seen Tony ride a wheelie. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I rode a wheelie... Um, this last week they were talking about like this one guy was bragging about wheelies and i watched him and i'm like no i literally rode it had been eight miles my my hand was so tired i finally just started way to to ruin a motor i finally it did actually um i finally just locked the 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 wrist and just started clutching the thing until the clutch got yeah it did actually uh didn't do the bike any favors but oh is that how the training went i don't know there was a bunch of oil that came out of the air box Mm. Um, that's from standing her on end i think it is yeah Yeah. all right uh our next guest is a well-respected former racer former vice president of motorsport operations at coda and former managing director team roberts racing at moto gp he is currently a partner in the crave group moto america chuck axlin joins us chuck what's going on how are you i'm doing good how are you guys doing i I figured I must have done something wrong because it's been about four years since you guys had me on here. Well, about that. Um, Sorry. <laughs> we, uh, we, we, uh, the la- I don't know if you remember the last time you were on, but uh, we got a lot of mail about that. And No, I'm, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Just, uh, just sitting here at home and got grandkids running around and uh, listening to the majority of your show. So uh, all good. Chuck, first of all, thank you uh, and congratulations on all success Moto America and the Crave Group have uh, brought to our National Road Racing Series as uh, our resident uh, road racing geek, if you will. Uh, it's It's been impressive to see what your group has done since taking uh, the reins. So first and foremost, thank you for your efforts and, and your group's efforts. No, well, thanks. You know, it's, um, you know, next year will be our fifth year and in, in, involved in this. And it's been a lot of work, but we, you know, we firmly believe we've got one of the most exciting forms of motorsport out there, uh, some great racing. And, um, you know, we're, uh, you know, developing more uh, entertainment aspects and trying to get more people to our events. And we see by the, the TV numbers and, and YouTube numbers that more people are following us uh, than ever. And, and um, yeah, it's uh, we're seeing good progress for sure. Chuck, the, the TV aspect, I'm absolutely recognizing it is not in your purview to make these deals happen. But we've—I already mentioned it to uh, one Danny Walker earlier. What, do you see any uh, light at the end of the tunnel with, as regarding BN and the providers that are carrying BN in the upcoming season? Because 
quite frankly, the, the TV coverage has been spectacular with BN. I've been, I think all fans have been nothing but thrilled with the coverage that we've seen. Unfortunately, right now, we're unable to see it. We're pissed, Chuck. Well, we don't have any racing going on right now. Oh, that's what the deal is then. Huh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, we, you know, I think Danny kind of hit it on the head. You know, uh, some of these, these negotiations happened, and for us, it, it obviously happened at the wrong time, but Saying that, you know, we, we've gotten our results back from BN, and, and over the year with our, our live and delayed races, we had about 2.7 million people tune in to their network to watch. And, and our YouTube uh, viewers, we, we got BN to let us put those, you know, our races on YouTube directly after the events, and we've got over a million viewers there. So what the, what the situation, we're confident BN will get the situation squared away, but what it has done is open the door for us to explore other opportunities, and and uh, there's some good opportunities out there, and our aim is to, you know, make our, our uh, you know, make it more accessible to, to watch our races and, and get more eyeballs on it than, than we already have. So um, so stay tuned, and we'll see what, see what happens. Chuck, uh, I, I got a couple of questions from one of our listeners he sent me a message um his question is all all his friends the twins cup racers um they're waiting for massachusetts to confirm the rules package for 19 uh he said that we talk about it all the time um he's curious to know and, and his friends are too when this final rules package will be released uh, we actually are just in the final stages of the rules, and I, I think uh, we hope to have them out um, by the end of the month, first week of December later. And that was, speaking of Twins Cup, what an, a brilliant add to the series this year. Uh, I think it added some real depth. I, did you get that? Uh, are you getting feedback uh, of that nature as well, Chuck? Because, again, as a, as a spectator of the entire season, attending a number of races. I really think the Twins Cup race added some significant depth to the not only the the series, but the, the paddock. Just some really interesting stories. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of stories in the Twins Cup grid, that's for sure. And I think when you, you look at it from the last race, yeah, that, you know, it was pretty exciting. The championship came down to, you know, the last race. It was separated by two points. But I think we had nearly 30 riders on the grid. But, um if you go back to Road Atlanta, and we had, I think, eight or nine entries, and Wayne and my partners are looking at me like, God, what, what are we doing here? You know, what would you get us into? <laughs> it's, uh, we certainly came a long way uh, from, from that. But, it's um, yeah, it's, there's a good group of guys. They have a lot of fun. There's, there's a lot of guys that haven't raced for a, for a while. But, um, you know, that, that class has provided some pretty uh, – it's pretty accessible. You know, it's not very expensive. There's some decent contingency money in it. And, uh, you know, guys like Chris Turner, Justin Fleece, and, you know, a number of guys um, came out that hadn't, hadn't been at the racetrack for a while, and they brought a bunch of, of fun people with them. So, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a good addition. It was, it was pretty cool. Our guest is Chuck Axlin, who's a partner in the Crave Group, Moto America, obviously. Um, Chuck, can you explain the decision to reduce four of the 2019 events to a two-day schedule and, and the positives that you think you're going to see from this change? Uh, well, it's, um, you know, what we found out going to, to some of the tracks that we went to over the last four years, you know, some you get good crowds over the weekend, places like Road America, Pittsburgh. 
you know, you get campers that are there early, want to experience the whole weekend, and then some some venues, you know, you don't get many people out there on a Friday, and 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 there is some expense uh, for the teams. We weren't necessarily worried about the expense on our side, but more so the teams, and and also we thought, you know, we we just we we try the two day events and tighten it up. We think it'll create a little bit more uh, maybe anxiety and and pressure and. You know, more excitement packed into a short amount of time, and and um, some good racing. So we'll see how it works out. You know, if, uh, if it doesn't work out, then you know we always have the opportunity to, to go back. But I have some pretty good um, feelings about it, and 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 we'll see. Should be uh, should be fun to to try it anyway. Chuck, another question for you. Uh, wondering if the the KTM seven ninety will be let in, and if the six fifties will get a CC boost as was proposed in the provisional uh 2019 tech regs i'll let you know at the end of the month or the first week of december that's so, so that close huh that's going to be part of your rules package i'm sure uh part of the rules yeah exactly chuck the as crave came in and took over motor america we saw very clearly an effort to uh mirror world superbike uh in many ways to you know allow parity and and i presume uh knowledge share so we've seen that and now world superbike does the unthinkable and goes to this uh crazy three race weekend format <laughs> uh any thoughts on that is that something moto america would ever even consider i i don't see it as an advantage but maybe i'm not looking at it the right way yeah personally you know like like they, you know, when they switched to having, uh, well, when we first started, we obviously we had two superbike races on a Sunday, and you know, personally, that was my preference. It, it builds up for a big day on Sunday. You got two, you know, two main races. But when World Superbike switched to a Saturday and Sunday format, we kind of waited a year to uh, see how that would transpire, and you know, their feedback was that everything was positive. I can't really see us doing three-day weekend event, but uh, once again, we'll we'll see how that um, how that unfolds. I, you know, a lot of people don't know that I'm I'm also Jonathan Ray's manager. I started that back in my Coda days, and still the the feedback that I'm hearing is they don't really know what that third race is yet. You know, what if it's a points race or qualifying race? So. We'll uh, we'll just wait and see see what happens and stick to what we got right now and and try and make uh, what we got going uh, work here. Is there any uh, talk about the the twins and the stock one thousand classes having two races per event too? Yeah, I think we're we're looking at uh, probably at two events for each class having two races on on a weekend for those guys. Give That's a, a lot of more uh, a lot of more a lot of racing. To, yeah, no, for sure. Well, it's, uh, it would be what two two more races for each of those um, classes, you know, for the year. Uh, they wouldn't be, you know, at the, so you wouldn't have two twins races and two stock thousand races on the same weekend. You'd have two twins and one stock thousand. But uh, we want to give them, uh, you know, a little bit more track time. They've they've asked for it, and um, yeah, so we're we're doing what we can to accommodate. Chuck, with the change in format. Do you think we're going to get a little bit more aggressive racing? Maybe more, uh, uh, maybe not aggressive is, is is entirely the the key word, but maybe intensive racing out of these guys. 
because they'll be a little bit more on the line possibly instead of just kind of maybe laying back because the race will be shorter? Yeah, I don't know. That's uh, something that we'll see. I think it's hard to get any more intense than our super bike races have been. You know, if you go back and look at a few of them, like Road America Race 1, um, there's some great battles going on. Um, you, you got, you know, the way that our rules have transpired, there's some good opportunities for privateers. We had, you know, Josh Heron, Matthew Stoltz, you know, winning some races this year, and, and I think uh, there'll be even more competition next year. So um, I think what we got going on is pretty intense as we got it. It absolutely is. How about the Triple Crown? That was uh, an, an interesting feature to this season. Is that something that's going to continue next year? For the, the Weir Triple Crown? Yeah. 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 Uh, we we uh, haven't really got that far in the planning. You know, we're, we're getting our event schedule sorted out now, and a lot of it relies on the track time. We uh, certainly enjoy, you know, not only Weir, but we've had, you know, AFM uh, come participate in our races, some vintage groups come, and we like to get that element in where we got some, you know, club racing in, involved and exposed to Moto America. So, um, you know, if it's not a triple crown, hopefully we'll we'll make the opportunity to get uh, have a couple events with, with the wear of folks uh, for sure. Cool. Well, that was uh, I enjoyed that aspect of it this year, and yes, I we all recognize that there were some other events beyond that where uh, other clubs were involved, and I think yeah. it is doing. I think it's doing a good service to to both you know both uh, organizations clearly, and it just gets you know broadening of the of the fan base never hurts. No, exactly. You're right. We need a little Ozzy Osbourne, I think. Ozzy Osbourne uh, concert. Why not? Yeah, why not? We we tried Crazy uh, Train. <laughs> yeah, we we tried some not Ozzy Osbourne, but we had some country bands at Virginia. How did it go? It um, the music was good, the racing was good. Um, you know, I don't know if having the big band concert mixed with the race was uh, you know quite what we expected, but um, you know, this year we tried sort of three different we call them tentpole events. Um, that was one of them. We had Tony Hawk Rock. was the other one. Tony that was Hawk. awesome. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. Um, and then at Sonoma, we threw in an element that was more geared towards the kids with carnivals, and we did have some music and barbecues going and stunt shows, and and that was that was great too. That was a lot of fun. Did it work? Did any of those things work? Where you go, okay, that made that the ROI is there. I think the one that probably worked the best that was the, the uh, most inexpensive to put on was what we did at Sonoma. And at the same time, we got the most compliments because there were things to do for, for little kids. There were things to do for the women that were attending. You know, the men could go watch the racing or the stunt show. And it was just a, it was a great family atmosphere. There were a lot of kids there. And I think that's something that we'll probably pursue uh, for a lot of our events next year. We touched on this on a couple times during this program that KTM and Husqvarna announced they have a little peewee coming out that's electric. Um, obviously, it's here. I had a meeting with the AMA on Sunday via phone um, in a in a conference call thing that we did, and, and they're you know they're gearing up by 2020. MX Sports, who's the promoter of Loretta Lens, is going to have a class for electric motorcycles. I don't know at what size or what level. I think it's going to be an adult class, but 
we we believe that uh, this thing is going to grow legs and it's going to be the future. Do you think that is? Uh, we'll see that in road racing. And I see we've I've put us up against the clock. Do you think we're going to see electric bikes in road racing in the near two three years? Well, already with MotoGP, they have their Moto E series starting next year, and and yeah, I could anticipate seeing some some electric racing uh, coming about sometime down the road. Well, Chuck, it's uh, how about we do it before four years? We'll have you back on again. I'm, I'm here anytime, guys. I appreciate you guys having us on. All right, big thanks to you, Chuck Axlin. Also, thanks to Jeff May, Dave Anthony, Dave, Danny Walker. Uh, who else we have? Kurt Nicole and Cooper Webb. If you missed any part of it, you can go back and find it at pitpassmoto.com. I'm Tony Wing for Scott Casper, Ed Camp, PJ Dorn, Roman Avila, Jack and Leanne DeLeon. This has been Pit Pass. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. May I have your attention, please? Excuse me. <clears throat> Are you listening to me? Thank you. The preceding was an exclusive presentation of Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, a division of Pit Pass Radio LC. Any use of this copyrighted material without the express written consent of Pit Pass Radio LC is strictly prohibited. Get ready, race fans, because the ultimate NASCAR experience is about to hit the airwaves. Welcome to Pit Pass NASCAR, the podcast that takes you deep into the heart-pounding world of NASCAR racing. Join us each week as we bring you closer to the NASCAR action with exclusive interviews and all the news and rumors you need with your favorite drivers, team members, and industry insiders. So whether you're a fan of super speedways, short ovals, or road racing, or you've just watched Talladega Nights, Pit Pass NASCAR is the podcast you've been waiting for. Get ready to fuel your passion for NASCAR like never before. Subscribe now to Pit Pass NASCAR on your favorite podcast platform or head to evergreenpodcast.com and get ready to join us. Launching in the fall on Evergreen Podcast Network. Follow us on social media at pitpass underscore NASCAR to stay up to date with everything you need to know about the podcast.